Hello, Sydney. What's your favorite crappy movie? <laughs> Before you answer that, let me warn you, you are about to receive a lot of spoilers and swearing. So again, I ask you, what's your favorite crappy movie? Hello, welcome. Oh, sorry. Hello and welcome, Creepy Craps. This is the Creepy Crap Podcast. My name's Daniel Craig and I'm your host. Thank you for listening. And we've got another normal episode for you. We've had three guest ones in a row, so that's a lot of listening for you. You're used to the short 20 minute, you know, something around that sort of length episode. So enough guest ones for a little bit. I'll uh, pace them out a little bit better now. But I mean, you know, when you got some big timers and all that sort of shit, you're not going to let them wait, isn't it? You know, Hollywood's knocking on my door. Hey, mate, we want to have an interview with you. Yeah, wait, mate. I've got a couple normal ones to do get in line so it's just another short and sweet episode like a little munchkin dipped in honey so yes episode 41 i've chosen to do the boogeyman Ooh, he's under the bed daddy i think he touched me Ooh. yes we got boogeyman and let me tell you a little bit about this one before i play the fucking thing it's from 2005 goes for 89 minutes it stars our barry watson and lucy lawless who's uh you know if you remember that xena and it's presented by Sam Raimi, but not directed or made by him. So don't blame him for this movie, which obviously it's not the best and that's why I chose it. So yeah, I'll tell you about it. Here's a little quick bio. Set in the country, Boogeyman tells the haunting tale of a young man traumatized by memories of terrible events he experienced in his childhood bedroom and who, years later, reluctantly returns home to face his fears of a monstrous entity that could be real or merely a figment of his imagination. How will we ever know? Let's watch and find out. That's how we will know. Oh yes, so yes, episode 41, The Boogeyman, Creepy Crap Podcast. Let's get fucking playing. Okay, we're at the five minute mark now, the before this credit sequence has just happened. And what happened there was like this little freckled face kid was sitting in the bed, he's there, all this little weird shit's happening in the room. And it meant a kid's bedroom. Have you seen how big this fucking bedroom is? He's got enough room to put like 10 beds in it. It's like, there is no kid getting this size bedroom unless they're rich as shit. It's crazy in movies. It's like, yeah, I get it. You need to put the camera and all that sort of stuff in there. But I'm like, no kid is realistically getting a room this fucking big. Or there's like, you lucky motherfucker. I swear the parents sleep in bunk beds. Don't think so. He's freaking out. Out and the dad comes in or I think it's his dad and he's like what are you doing mate there's nothing wrong do you want me to check the closet and he's like yes please and then he gets dragged in there the cupboard door shuts and he's like shit and he's freaking out and then the dad runs out for a sec and then basically gets dragged back in we don't get to see what does it and then it's sort of like I don't know I guess like he's playing like a like the triangle or as if like you know it's the dinner bell like in a country farmer like dinner bell dinner's ready ding ling ling like that is basically the metaphor for what this guy looked like he's basically getting smashed up and down side to side inside the door frame he gets fucked up and he's like son avenge me he doesn't say that his eyes sort of said it and then he just gets dragged in there he's like dad or whoever you are i sort of lost track of who he was but yeah he gets dragged in there and then he's all traumatized and then it cuts to 15 years later the boogeyman so that is what's happened so far some kids just been traumatized watching i'm gonna guess it's his dad getting fucked up in the closet because he kind of told him to go in there so it's kind of like you killed your dad mate uh i'd feel pretty guilty if i was you as well but i mean who not here to point fingers are we I did though, you killed him, it's your fault. But yes, 15 years later, 15 years worth of guilt, that compounds with interest, matey. Anyway, that's what happened so far, so yeah, you know. 15 years later, they're at a party or some shit. Let's keep going. 
Okay, so we're 13 minutes in now, and Barry Watson is playing a guy called Tim, but I'll just call him Barry the whole movie, so you realize I'm talking about the same person. He's got a girlfriend called Jessica, who's Tori Mustard. She's an Australian. She's great at Australian beef. I'm pretty sure I've never seen her in much else apart from this. She kind of was like good for a couple of years and then just disappeared. I don't know what the... Maybe she died. I don't know. I'm not going to look into it. Internet could tell me, but couldn't be bothered looking it up. There was some sort of farewell party. He's like a teacher or some bullshit, but now he's going away for the weekend, and they're like, oh, your mum's not well, mate. Uh, I'm guessing it's like a new boyfriend or something because his dad's dead but he's like yeah your mum's not too well you should come up we'd love to see you this weekend and then he's going to a dinner party with his girlfriend kind of got like an australian accent but i think it's still meant to be american because otherwise i'm like the rest of the family's american is she adopted or you're not going to explain this but they got a big rich family and then they're there and they're having a bit of a chat they're way too familiar asking all this shit and you're like he doesn't want to talk about his past maybe don't ask him uh, leave the guy alone jesus and she goes oh sorry i make up a few things just to stir them up he's like oh i'm glad i'm here for your entertainment i guess he has to sleep in a different room and she's like well there's the guest room I've got to say goodnight, but I'll come in and uh, sneak in and uh, make it up to you later. And he goes, I'll guess I'll wear something naughty. And I'm like, that is some god-awful flirting if that's what that was. But not much has really happened so far. He's just kind of seeing a few little things and he seems to be very scared of doors of what's behind him. And that's about it so far. So let's keep going and uh, see if anything good happens. Okay, so we're 20 minutes in and not much has really happened except that he had like these visions of his mum like being all weird and zombie looking and how hey, you're being a bad boy, you're a dead boy and all this sort of shit. And then he gets a phone call, he wakes up, his girlfriend's like, what are you doing, what are you doing? He wakes up, gets a phone call and it's like, it doesn't explain it straight away, but his mum's died, he feels real guilty because I guess he hasn't really seen her much in 15 years and all that sort of shit. And then he's going to a funeral and then she's laying there, there's open casket, no one's really there. Her face, the makeup to make her look older than I guess she was, like I meant, she's only probably 50 something. Her face looks like mahogany timber it looks so old and weird and white and wrinkly it's so fake looking she wasn't that old like it wasn't like your grandma's funeral i don't get why her face looks so weird she's there and then he goes to touch her it's pitch black i don't know he's either snuck in or just no one showed up and they turned the lights off and like uh, there's your funeral mate uh, you didn't pay for electricity so you get what you get and he touches her and then he gets a vision and he grabs your arm and like oh 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 no just a dream again it's like oh okay a lot of jump scares is this what this movie's going to be about so so far his mum's dead and he went back to some school that might might have been for crazy people or something when he was a kid I'm not sure exactly and they're like why don't you just go back to the house for one night and it could be therapeutic for you but I don't think it will be and that's what he's going to do I think there is actually a funeral and all that sort of stuff but I don't really get when he went to sneak in there early or whatever yeah that's all that's happened so far dead mum dead dad and he's going back to where he's uh, avoided for 15 years by the look of it so let's see how that goes for him okay so we're 33 minutes in now and basically he went to the funeral his uncle kind of reluctantly gave him the keys he's like I was trying to look after it as if like I think he was going to maybe sell it for himself but now Barry's back so he's like oh cool man here you go here's your keys I guess you're entitled to him piece of shit but here you go have fun <laughs> and then on the way there they were driving and then a crow went straight through the windshield his beak gets stuck in the fucking glass and then he puts the wipers on to try to get rid of it I was like it's not a bug it's a fucking bird and it's stuck in the glass and then the wipers are doing nothing at all and then he has to go out and take it out and he's like oh so his windshield's all fucked up it's bloody and all that drives back to the house he's there and he's seeing flashbacks in the house the house doesn't look that bad at all but it is a bend and I'm guessing in the middle of nowhere and some farm and he's getting flashbacks and there's one where the dad and the mum are fighting which is Zena and whoever the other guy is the dad and he's like look my dad told me all these stories when I was a kid and I grew up fine she's like did you though and then like Barry's there the little kid version at least freckle face and he's like and he's like oh it's not normal you're scared of the closet it's like it's your fault and then it cuts back to normal time and then he hears a horse and it turns out it's a neighbor and it's Emily Deschanel whatever her name is from Bones could be Bones I'm not sure if it was her or Angel I don't know never watched the show but she's there and she's like got a convenient photo from when they were kids and they were like oh I really liked you I was really heartbroken when I left he's like yeah you couldn't throw a baseball and she's like yeah you're scared of closets and he's like oh too soon 
too soon. And he gets really weird about it. He's like, did I tell you that? She's like, yeah. I'm like, do you have any memory of your life, mate? You seem very confused and no idea. And I'm like, I don't really look too deep into the fucking stories or whatever the stories might mean, but he's scared of what's in the closet. Could be a metaphor for something. Just throwing it out there. I don't know. But yeah, that's basically what's happened so far. She's there. She seems to like him, but he's got a girlfriend, but she seems to be randomly at the house for no fucking reason. It's in the middle of nowhere. Why would you be casually walking past there? Answer me that. But yes, that's what's happened. She's gone off. They're going to have dinner later on. And I think a flame might be a relit on this little relationship that never was back in the day. So now they're old enough and uh, let's see what happens. So yeah, that's all that's really happened so far. He's in the house. Looks all right. Yeah, he's full of flashbacks and he's a bit of a mental case. But let's see how he survives being back at his old childhood home. Okay, so we're 56 minutes in now, and if I can try to get the grasp of what's happened, Barry's gone to his house, he's gone in some closet, freaked out thinking the boogeyman's after him, he's doing a psycho little turning around, ah, shit, he's got a hammer, he's swinging it, nothing's fucking there, and then he sits down on the ground outside the room, and just starts laughing like a fucking crazy person, you're like, okay, you are well crazy, mate, and then that happens, and then he's like freaking out again, he's just constantly just freaking out, freaking out, freaking out, it's like, oh, can we stop doing the same fucking thing, mate, it's boring, stop repeating and then his girlfriend shows up and he's like I gotta get out of here so he didn't even spend one night there they go to some hotel they're in room three she goes to take a bath he goes to get some ice some drinks and all that sort of stuff for some cocktails to relax and unwind and all this sort of shit some uh, sexy time perhaps who knows <laughs> yeah, yeah. but she goes to have a bath you get into this kind of like peephole view of her getting thing you don't get to see any nudity which kind of sucks but yeah, she's jumping in the bath and then like he comes back and then she's gone she's completely disappeared and all this sort of shit the clothes are on the floor and he's like where, Jessica where, where, where you go? And he's looking around the room and all this sort of shit. Meanwhile, Emily Deschanel was in the, his house, ready for the dinner that he fucking said, yes, yeah, so let's have dinner. She's let herself in, made herself at home. She's getting dinner and all this sort of shit, looking for him. It's like, where the fuck is he? He shows back up at the house and then he's like, okay, I guess he's just giving up looking for her. He's freaking out and then he like, hears a noise, gets scared again. He's fucking scaredy cat, this guy. Opens the door, it's just her and she's like, hey, we're gonna do dinner. He's like, oh, he scared the crap out of me, what the hell? And then she's like, whoa, you don't look alright, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't know, I can't find her and all this sort of stuff and he's just like oh okay let's go back and then he kind of goes back to the hotel and he has the key but he's kind of like didn't surprise he had the key or he forgot why they were there like I can't tell if it's like the flashback was a hotel or it's really confusing it's kind of been like one of these things of like did you do shit and you killed your girlfriend here and then you forgot about it and now you're coming back because it's a memory and then you're like oh shit Oh, uh, let's go. I just remembered why we were here. <laughs> I didn't kill her. Let's go. Let's go. And all this sort of crap. But she's like, what happened here? There's a bra and a bunch of shit going on. And he just fucking has no idea. He's He looks crazy as hell now. And she's like still into it though. She's very much like, I don't care. I just want my country boy back. And let's be a couple. And I'll put up with you crazy. I'm all for it. I'm 100% in. If you killed your girlfriend, whatever. Because that means you're single. I'm in for it. Barry's going crazy. And she's just like very confused. But just in for the ride, I guess. And my fifth. 56 minute review of this is Barry's mental and I don't know, understand what's going on and the fucking cover of this movie what a mislead I mean it's not fucking R-rated or anything anyway but from the producers of The Grudge Sam Raimi presents Boogeyman all these fucking names are trying to drop nothing to do with the fucking movie it's like yeah we produce this and we produce this you're not always proud of your fucking achievements and this the quote on the front this is the scariest movie ever 
Thanks, comic book guy. That's from Phil Boatwright from The Movie Reporter. You feel boat wrong, mate. This isn't the scariest thing I've ever seen. This is terrible. So far, I just don't understand. You're trying to make it psychological. It's fucking pretentious. One of the fucking special features. The evolution of the horror film. Oh, this movie wants to fucking explain horror to me. No thanks. I'm not fucking listening. Shut up. Don't fucking preach to me when you can't make your own horror movie. Don't tell me how fucking horror's evolved. Evolve your own movie into something. Fucking hell. Let's keep watching the fucking movie. But I mean, unless something good happens in the next fucking 20 something minutes it's not fucking scary at all it's just confusing and it's like yeah okay you probably killed someone and your fucking brain's trying to cover it up and you killed your dad when you're kid and you think it's a boogeyman or maybe there is a boogeyman and you were right the whole time but he's like 15 years everyone thought i was crazy you are very fucking crazy at this point mate you're not really selling your cause let's find out there's 20 fucking minutes to find out if he's fucking crazy or if he isn't let's find out Okay, it's an hour and four minutes now, and I forgot to mention before there was some creepy little girl who was at the funeral and then like hiding in the fucking shed in his house just randomly at night. And a hundred million dollars that this girl was not real. She's a ghost of someone who died ages ago and it's him getting seeing some fucking vision to help him find it and all this shit. But then she pops up again the third time and basically he did ruin it with the Emily Deschanel girl. I forgot her name. I think it's Kate maybe in this. He was so fucking crazy when he dropped off. He's like, there's a shadow in the fucking upstairs. It's just like, that's my dad. This is his house he's upstairs he's probably waiting for me he's like no it's the boogeyman i know it is and she's like yeah you need help so he's ruined his chance there because he out crazy the girl who didn't seem to care at first and i was like good work barry you fucking ruined your chance bro he drops her off and then he sees the little girl again and he's like you know how to defeat him don't you and she's like doesn't really say much but kind of like yeah and then she takes him to this abandoned house and he's like what happened in here it looks like the guy's daughter's missing and all this sort of shit and then like you know the big fucking surprise what a fucking guess i was right the papers blow off the wall and then there's there's all these missing person things and the little missing person is that fucking girl. It's like, oh, what a fucking surprise. So she's dead. She was killed by the boogeyman at some point. So I'm guessing the boogeyman must be real in this, I guess. So so all this supernatural shit's kind of like just in a world where this is a real thing apparently and Barry for some reason can see it but no one else. So everyone just thinks he's crazy. The country girl, the Emily Deschanel sent her dad as well to check him up. He's like, oh yeah, our day didn't go really well or I'm really worried about Tim or Barry, whatever, same guy. He's like, can you go over there and check it out? It's like, oh, don't send your dad into fucking danger. This little creepy ghost girl and that was like you have to go back to where it all started It started with you. You're the only one who can finish it So Barry and the ghost girl are heading over there the dad's there and possibly the country girl as well The daughter Emily Deschanel and the four of them are all gonna be in this house with the big fucking showdown with the fucking boogeyman And I don't know ten or so minutes left. Let's see how it goes Okay, so the movie's over and nothing really got explained. The girlfriend was shown again later on. She was in the bath and then she got a big black wave and a CGI guy showed up and then sort of snapped her and took her into the water and she died and it was kind of like, he was at the house though. So it was just a dream or this happened. He keeps so many flashbacks and dreams and all this bullshit. You don't know what's true in this anymore. So I don't know if that happened or it was a dream or he's just making up some bullshit. It's like not really explained whatsoever. And that's the last we see of that. And then at the house, there's a big fucking fight scene. The little ghost girl's gone. I'm not sure where the dad went. He did some weird nail gun scene and then he was disappeared. And then basically the, the boogeyman almost looks kind of like Imhotet just before it becomes Billy Zane and that sort of stuff in the mummy movies. He's just like that. He looks like a bald CGI and it looks really shitty. It's virtually the same fucking thing. They just sort of copied him and made him bluish. It looks like he's just some sort of fucking art figure that Barry had as a kid that he's like turned into this manifestation of a fucking boogeyman in his mind. So it's really hard to tell if this is fucking real or not like it's not explained whatsoever and they have this big fucking cgi tornado fight barry smashes the doll and then the fucking boogeyman breaks in pieces a little bit and then he's held onto this chair that's bolted to the ground for some reason barry kicks it in the head it falls into the closet by the tornado and all this crap that's happening and then it's gone closet's empty he looks out the window it's nice and sunny the end of the movie
nothing's explained, I have no idea what the fuck happened, and it says on the back, inspired by the deeply psychological horror films of Japanese cinema. What's this? I don't see a whole lot of fucking um, psychological stuff in this at all, unless this is some metaphor for child abuse and I just kind of did not understand exactly what the fucking deeper meaning was. But on the surface level, it's just a fucking crappy CGI movie where this guy's fucking crazy and they're trying to be all like, did this happen, did it not? Like, sort of like a Shutter Island, like, hey, I, I think I know, this place looks familiar and all this sort of stuff. It's like, you were here, mate. You just don't realize. And it's like, is this what's going on? But then there's no explanation at the end. It's just like, oh, the boogeyman's dead. I'm like, wait, was it literally just there was a boogeyman and he didn't do anything for 15 years and now you're back in the house and he's killed maybe one or two people potentially and then nothing else. And it's just the boogeyman and you killed him briefly by kicking him and breaking a little doll and that's the end of the movie. I don't really get, how is this a psychological movie? It says, a welcome throwback to the glory days of scary movies. Is it? Is it a welcome throwback? I don't, I want to throw this back in the fucking bin. That's about it. Boom. That's all I've got to say about this. So that was 2005's Boogeyman starring Barry Watson, briefly Lucy Lawless and Emily Deschanel. That was about it. That was all the main ones in there. Oh, and the Tori Musset, the Australian lady who it was like, oh yeah, I remember her briefly and that's it. That's the only thing I remember of you. And this was rated 4.2 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. And it's not a huge fucking surprise. This was a movie I was kind of expecting to be like, hey, I'm vaguely remember seeing this when it came out, I think potentially when I was younger, but it's you watch it now, it just does not hold up. It's just like, boring. And speaking of sexy Australians, you can get me on Instagram at the Creepy Crap Podcast. You can send me a message there, say hello, uh, suggest a movie for me to watch on the show, or talk about a collaboration, whatever you want. You can just follow me there, like the pictures, do whatever the fuck you want. But that's the only place you can get me. That's Instagram, the Creepy Crap Podcast. Yes, <laughs> that's me, Daniel Craig, the host of the Creepy Crap Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to episode 41, The Boogeyman, 2005's garbage that I recently bought for a very cheap price. And so yes, that's The Boogeyman. That's a Creepy Crap Podcast. Thank you everyone for listening and uh, keep yourselves creepy. Keep yourselves crappy. Catch you on the next one. <laughs> and I said, mate, Barry Watson's in this fucking movie and he's scared of a fucking closet. I go, he's in 7th Heaven. I'd be fucking scared of the dad from there more than what's in the fucking closet. That's the real Boogeyman. <laughs> oh shit, is this on? Turn it off, man.